leaving a role in sales may not be as cut and dry as you think that it is. There's a lot of items to think through, to look at, and you do have to form a strategy. So how do you do that? What do you ask? Where do you go? How do you quit a sales job? Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from the North Shore of Oahu today. Today's a fantastic day. I'm coming to you live from Haleiwa Ali'i Beach Park. And it's the last day on my trip out here. And the reason why that's important is it's been super windy this whole time. And I had a couple of episodes that I really wanted to get done and I really wanted to record. And because this conversation has come up so often in the last couple of weeks, this is the one that you're going to get. How to quit a sales job and I'm not giving you legal advice. So two things right there. How to quit a sales job, I'm not giving you legal advice. I'm not an attorney. And so this isn't really that cut and dry. And you may think that like, hey, you know what, Scott? I'm going to quit my sales job. So tomorrow I'm going to go in and I'm going to say, peace out, Girl Scout. I'm out of here. Right? Do whatever you want. There may be ramifications to that. And the first thing is, who do you talk to? Because you know what? Uh, On your team, on your team, the people that you work with, some of them may spill the beans. Some of them may go and say, hey, I don't know if you knew this or not, but uh, that sales guy or that sales girl over there is planning on leaving. And off-the-record conversations are not always off the record. And the frustrating thing about that is you think that you're asking a friend a question, and it turns out that they're a foe. So let's talk through a few things for you. First, 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 I'm not an attorney. (laughs) I know I've said that four or five times, but I'm not giving you legal advice. If you got questions about legal advice, go talk to your attorney or your solicitor, depending upon what country you're in, it's what you're going to call them, okay? So uh, first, read through your contract. Read through your contract. What does your contract say? Does it say that you have uh, non-disclosure agreements? Does it say that you have non-competes? And in some states here in the United States, none of that holds up. So, you know, you might be good. If... Um, if you have information in there about what uh, content you get to keep and what you get to walk away with or what attributions that you get to have uh, for any work that's been done, those are all important things to look at and ask questions about. Now, see, look, think about this. Depending upon the area, the territory, the country that you're in, it may cost you U.S. dollars, about 300 bucks to talk to a good attorney in most places. In big cities, it may cost you $500 or $700. But if you've got a lot on the line, those are good conversations to have. That's that's going to be cheap money up front because sometimes an attorney may say, like, I'm going to tell you in 15 minutes at fractional money that you've got not a leg to stand on. And sometimes an attorney may look and go, hey, we got a problem here. And in order to avoid some sort of uh, law dispute, here's some things that you're going to have to do. So it's a matter of getting your ducks in a row because, you know, that, hey, peace out Girl Scout thing, that may not be the best route for you. Now, Part of this is going to be to know your contact rules. And you're like, Scott, what do you mean by contact? Okay, so contact goes two ways. 
So contact could be that you have a phone number, that you have an email address, and that you have information for a person, and you contact them. Okay, so you reach out to them and say, hey, I'm no longer at XYZ Company. If you need a product or service and uh, you need something from me, come, come call me. Here's my phone number. Here's the information for me. Here's, here's how you reach out. Okay, so that's one way. And, and this is why it becomes very important for you to own your own .com. You have your own moniker. So I'm going to give you a couple of uh, websites, but I'm not planning on buying these. But let's say that I, I really wanted to have a moniker that I live by. So it might be like the Hawaiian sales dude, the Aloha sales guy. Okay. I don't want either of those .com, so I don't care. If you go buy them, I'm not doing anything with them. And they're not going to do anything for you unless you live out here in Hawaii somewhere. Okay. So, like, it's really important for people to be able to find you organically. You know, if you have your own podcast, if you have your own YouTube channel, and people are finding your content. So, you know, it may come down that you you have, a, like, a grasshopper number or a 3CX or an 8x8 number that you bought that goes on all of your content. That's your number. So, like, if you got to look at your contract and find out, like, hey, look, those are all owned by me. I own the traffic. You don't. So, you know, at the flip of the switch, you can change that. But, like, there might be some something buried in a contract that says, eh-eh. So you got to pay attention to that. With this being said, looking at the contract, you got to know your commission rules. You know, uh, it makes sense for you to leave at the most opportune time for you. And sometimes, in some industries, you don't get paid unless you're paid in the pay period of the commission closing. So I've got friends in different sectors, and i got a friend that sells SaaS service uh, as, as a system or system as a service. And uh, I was talking to this person today and they said, hey, if I leave the role that I'm at, I don't get paid the commission because it takes 90 days to get paid out. And, <laughs> you know, the frustrating thing about that is that's one of the reasons why they do that is so that you end up walking away from commission. So you got to know the commission. And there is a, an emotional toll to this because there's an aspect of it where you say, hey, look, I've got time, energy and effort built into this job. I've got friends at this job. I've put in blood, sweat, and tears at this job. And for me to walk away, it's a lot for me to think about. It's a lot for me to think about. So you may have some restless nights. You may have some like, oh my goodness, am I doing the right thing? I have the opportunity to make more money or I've got the opportunity to get what I want, right? It might be for somebody that they want more vacation time versus more money. It could be that somebody wants healthcare, you know, in some parts of the world. It may be that somebody wants like the golden parachute that they, at the end of a term working for somebody, there's equity or there's a bonus. Now, there's a couple of things that you may do or you may not want to do, depending upon your legal situation. Once again, for the eighth time, I'm not an attorney. Is there data to back up? Do you need to have some emails to your favor? So let's say that you were in an abusive relationship. Let's say that things went sideways at the company you were at. Do you need to back up some emails? Do you need to make sure that you have the information that's necessary in case you do have to go to an attorney? Do you have contacts backed up? Do you have cell phones? Do you have office numbers of people that, that you know? Do you have personal references? I mean, like start thinking through like, whoa, if I were to leave today, you know, I could, I could always buy more junk. Okay, so there's pens and then there's sticky notes and then there's notepads. Those things, I mean, I could go to a box store and, and I could pick up a couple hundred bucks worth of stuff. But I'm talking about the hard goods. Is there stuff that you created that you own, right? Is, is there stuff that you created? And once again, this is an attorney or solicitor question. Is there content that you own 
or or programs that you own that you bought that's your stuff and not theirs commission sheets commission sheets like sometimes i've had friends in different industries leave jobs and mysteriously commission sheets disappear and mysteriously all the content that goes with them disappears and so the sales dude or the sales chick is stuck with whatever they're they're given by the company by the organization and some of that depends upon a state now we're going to shift gears and talking about leaving on your own terms leave on your own terms know who to tell know who to tell and you're like no no no, scott you've already talked about that no i haven't i haven't i promise you I've got my notes right in front of me. I really do. So who do you talk to when you leave? So uh, I'm going to give you a mistake. I get a mistake from my own life, from a, a previous employer that I left. And, you know, in the hierarchy and the structure, there was like a general manager and then there was the owners. And when I left, I went to the general manager. And the reason why this was a mistake was the general manager went to the owners of the organization and spilled the beans and was able to uh, spin. Let's let's use the word spin. This this person was able to spin what they wanted to, and explain the reason why I was leaving. And so when the owners got involved, they already had a heads up of of what they thought the reason was. And the reason had nothing to do with what the spin was. This this person was protecting their job. So do you talk to a manager? Do you talk to a VP? Do you talk to an owner? Do you talk to a shareholder? Who do you talk to? Like, you got to think through this. When you walk away from a job, typically uh, owners, managers, vice presidents, whoever is above you has questions. And there's two ways that you can deal with this. So think about it this way. If you were leaving the organization, would you want to tell them all the reasons if it was bad on the way out? Let's say it was bad on the way out and there was problems. Let's say you were being abused. And, and abuse could be mental abuse. It could be physical abuse. It could be so many different ways, okay? Let's say you had a problem and and you could tell them, hey, here's all the issues. Let's say that uh, it was about the way that leads were distributed. Let's say it was about the way that somebody managed. You know, would you want somebody to know? And, and then is it going to fall on deaf ears? Is it really going to matter if you tell those people what, what was the reason that you left? Because for some companies, they do want to know, and some companies, they, da- they don't. And then the other thing is, is you can look at it this way. If you were going to get fired, the company doesn't tell you why. They don't have to legally. And in fact, a lot of times, depending upon the state or the country, if they don't say why they fired you, they may have a better opportunity to not have to pay you things. So you have a lot of decisions to make about how to quit a job. Do you do you do it at the beginning of the month? Do you do it at the end of the month? Do you calculate out your commissions? Do you do it based upon the quarter? Do you do it based upon bonuses? Because like there are times where that you leaving, you miss out on things that you should have gotten. And it's not it's not just like, hey, I, I'm I'm gonna quit, I'm gonna leave. Now. Here's something that you may not be prepared for. If you're good at what you do, the company may try to talk you into staying. They may come back and say, hey, sales dude, hey, sales chick, you know what? You're really good at what you do, and, you know, we really want you to stay. We really value what's going on. Well, you have some decisions to make. To de- like, if there's bad things going on, are they really going to fix them? Are they really going to fix them, or are you there to cover a quarter are you there to cover the end of the year are you there to to make sure the end of the month happens and then they turn around and fire you 
So you have some decisions to make. If if they're saying sales dude, sales chick, here's the thing, we want you to stay. What is it going to take to stay? Well, you should have a list of three or four things. If if you're not hard set on leaving, if you're not hard set on leaving. Now, a mistake that I see some salespeople make, and this is entirely decision up to you, right? That's not something that I would do. But uh, when I was a sales manager, I had a sales guy quit on me. And he was a good sales guy. He was good at what he did. But the quit wasn't really to leave. The quit was to try to get more. And I figured out that he was trying to get more. And so he went to another company and pitted the options that he was going to get from one place to another. And so he came back and he said, hey, look, I, I really want to stay here, but this other company is offering me all this other stuff. And I said, you should probably take it. You, sh- you should take that. And the, the dude looked heartbroken because he didn't think that I was going to call him on his bluff. But I said, look, your heart's not in it. Your, your heart's not here. Your heart is somewhere else. And if that's the case, I don't want you here for the wrong reasons. And this is a personal decision. You know, I'm, I can't tell you what to do. I can't say in, in your decision if that's going to be right or wrong. Because sometimes companies do offer things. But if, if you end up being that guy or that girl, know that a company may look at it and say, I'm not playing that game. I, I know what's going on. Hey, if you, if you really want to stay, then, you know, withdraw your offer from the other company. Or if you really want to go, then go. So, I mean, you have to have lined out those things that you want, right? I, I mean, I always talk about if it was me, I would ask for more vacation time. I would ask for step-up basis on bonuses. I would ask for bonuses for hitting numbers, you know? And, like, sometimes owners will come back and go, why would I bonus you for doing your job? So, I don't know. Why would you want me to protect margin? Why would you want me to protect everything that's going on? I mean, I could turn around and sell and just close deals. But at the end of the day, a good salesperson is not easy to find. A closer is not easy to find. You know, I look at it as my job is to get as much money on every job for the company and for me as possible. And you may come back and go, hey, that's greedy. But, like, you're going to have to think through what's going to happen when you go to quit, especially if you're good at what you do. You know, they may throw all sorts of stuff at you. You really have to decide, is this real or is this fake? Is this for real or is this for pretend? You know, are, are they are they spinning at the moment to, to say, hey, I wasn't expecting this? You know, you may get a guilt trip. You know, I, I started you in this company. I trained you, you know. And at the end of the day, you know, that's a function of business. That's a, that's a risk that an owner of an organization or owners of an organization have to take. And so... I've always found that guilt is one of the least persuasive forms of persuasion for me. But for some people, it's their kryptonite. For some people, like that's the thing that gets them. That's the problem that they have. That's the issue that they have. So you really do need to think about what's going to happen when you quit. So you may have some anxiety. You may need to go see a therapist. If you've got a significant other, you're going to have to. You don't have to. <laughs> you probably want to talk it through with them. You know? If you've got if you've got a squad, I've got a squad. I've got two squads of people that I talk to during the day, and uh, they're completely different industries. And so I I throw stuff against my squad, and they don't know the people that I'm dealing with for the most part. They don't know the people that I'm interacting with, but I tell them about the deals that I'm in. I tell them about my deal flow. Hey, I've I've got you know this industry, this type of person wants me to come do some training for them, or this type of person wants me to do some consulting for them. You know, 
having a squad or having a crew or having a, a group or a syndicate of people to talk to and just bounce ideas off of, that may be the very best thing for you because they may come back and say, hey, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that you, you may have a problem with a legal issue here? Have you thought about asking for X, Y, and Z, as they say over in the UK? You, you have a lot of options and you do have a lot of things to think through. And the more strategy that you can put to this, the more anxiety it may build up for you. Or the more strategy you put to this may give you the good amount of leverage that you need when you walk out. And leverage happens a couple of Ultimately, at the end of the day, you need to figure out what's right for you. You have to make that decision. I'm, I'm some dude sitting on the, on the beach on a windy day behind a microphone looking at a, at a pretty spectacular sunset at this moment. So you got to ask those questions. And I got one last thing for you. You want to tell your own story on the way out. So if, if you're leaving when possible, you want to be the person who says I'm leaving. You want to make that announcement. And sometimes you don't get that opportunity because if things have gone sideways, there's probably going to be some spin and there's probably going to be some uh, lawyer jargon about why you're leaving. And depending upon the reasons why and the people involved, you may want to approach an attorney or a solicitor and ask them, What's the best way for me to craft my message on the way out? What's the thing that I should be saying and what's the thing that I shouldn't be saying? And sometimes leaving a job or a role without saying anything says a lot too. So if you're sitting here and you're like, hey, Scott, I think it's time for me to leave a role that I'm at, a job that I'm at, a position that I'm in. Okay, good for you. But have you thought about the ramifications of what you're going to do? Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.